My mic? Am I on? There we go. Jose, it's your fault. You know. I got to put the switch on here before he can mute me back there. Okay. All right, so we are in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and we're going to talk about facing your giants. Now, we know the story of David and Goliath and, and how that uh, David faced down the giants. Well, this right here may not look like much, but it is an authentic sling. I bought it in Jerusalem. <laughs> so it came from the Holy Land. Now, I don't think David used one like this, but uh, anyhow, it works quite well. Uh, anybody want to, I, who do you want me to, <laughs> can you catch this? Oh, you want me to do it to, yeah, Ethan, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> I volunteer Ethan to be kept the recipient of the stones, okay. So, um, whenever we read here in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we have the, the nation of Israel is facing off the Philistines. The Philistines, uh, they're a group of people that they're always... If you, if you think of it in a sense of, you know, Israel's not that big. I mean, we're not talking about uh, the countries in Europe. We're, you know, with, you know, Spain and Germany and, and France and all them fighting against each other. We're talking about, you know, Richland and um, Forest Hills and Wimber ganging up against Salix, uh, against uh, Central City, you know, <laughs> that type of thing, you know. It's like you got little regions of people that are in the, almost like city-states. And you have your own fortress, your own uh, fortress and king of that little city-state, and then you fight against each other, okay? And that's what they were doing. Well, the Philistines and the uh, Israelites, they always don't get along with each other. Uh, they, they're always at, the, always at war with one another, and so at this time, they're at battle. The Philistines and the uh, children of Israel are in, at odds, okay? They're on two hillsides. And, and they're on these hillsides, and there's a valley in the middle. And no one wants to attack the other one to give up the advantage of the high, higher ground. So the Philistines decide that they'll send their big man, Goliath, down into the valley and say, challenge, and... You send your big guy, we send our big guy, winner takes all. Well, Israel says, there's no one we have that can take on him. Goliath's about nine foot tall. He is a huge man of war. Now, um, we're, this is not an exaggeration uh, of height and so on, you know, like some campfire stories get ex exaggerated. Goliath is a real soldier, he is a real person, and so is David. David is a real person. He is a real individual who was a shepherd at, at, the, at that time. So the armies would come together, and every morning they would get up, get all dressed for battle, put on their armor, put on their helmets, get out their shields, get out their swords, get ready for battle, go up to the mountain, bang on their shields and swords, and holler at each other, and then Goliath would come out and curse them and curse their god, and the, and the Israelite army would say, nobody's going to go face him today, and they would go back to their tent till evening. <laughs> and this went on for 40 days. Now, at the end, during this time, David is out watching his sheep. And when David is out watching his sheep, his dad says to him, you know, you need to take some food to your brothers. They're at the battlefront. 
you need to go see your brothers, take some food there, see what they're doing. Because in those days, when they went to war, you brought your family, you brought your flocks, you brought everything with you. You just didn't have soldiers, you had, you had all the supply lines you had to bring with you. So here they are, and, and if, you know, if you didn't have family or cooking for you, there was no mess tent in which everybody <laughs> went and ate. Uh, there was a supplier, but he would you know, gather the foods and so on from the communities. And, and so anyhow, but anyhow, Dad sent some food to, by David to his brothers. So when David arrives at the battlefront, he's there and he's finding, and the first thing he runs into is this, these people are talking about Goliath. And in chapter tw uh, 17, verse 20, we have David leaving his flocks and loaded up and set out and, and uh, headed to the battlefront. And when he got there, verse 22, he left his things that he had brought for his brothers. He left them at uh, the uh, keeper of the supplies. And verse 23, as they were talking, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from the lines and shouted. He defied um, the defiance of Israel and David heard it. And when the Israelites saw this man, they all fell, ran from him in great fear. So that's the battle scene. Forty days this has been going on. David shows up at the battlefield and says, what? What's going on here? Now he's a ruddy little kid who has not really little, little as in, he's probably about 14, 16 years old, somewhere in there. And maybe, maybe 18, somewhere between 14 and 18, somewhere in there. So he hears this going on. And, and he's, you know, he's kind of, David is this person who feels on a mission from God. Not like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> to, to some of you who watch movies, we're on a mission from God, you know. And um, no, it's not the Blues Brothers' mission from God. Um, this is, David feels this, oneness, this unique relationship with God, and when Goliath is insulting God, David feels this tearing in his own soul. Like, God is, this Goliath is insulting me as well as insulting God because I serve this God that he is insulting. And so David is there and, and he hears this, and um, verse 26 David asked the men standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Verse, um, then he said, who, who, is, who, is, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the Lord? Verse 27. They repeated to him what they had said. Um, and what did they say? Oh, verse 20. That's what I was looking for. Verse 25. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will give his daughter in marriage, and he will give his father and family tax, a tax-free land in Israel. So, the guy who kills Goliath gets to marry the king's daughter, doesn't have to pay taxes, and gets a big bundle of money. <laughs> and David says, could you tell me that again? <laughs> As you read that. And so after he hears that a couple of times, then he runs into his brother. Now this is the first giant. The first giant that we have to face in our life 
is that if we're ever going to conquer the difficulties in our life, we have to face our own giants. And what does it take? How big of a rock do you need to take down a giant? <laughs> I couldn't carry it in because we'd drop it on him from above, right? We would think that to take down a giant, you've got to do something really big and really, really big. You know, if you're going to take down a giant, you've got to have a big rock. Well, more than likely, what you have in your hand is what took down, about that size that took down Goliath. Anywhere from there, a little smaller, a little bigger, that, that took down the Goliath, the giant, with this, with this instrument. <laughs> now, we would not think that this could take somebody down. You know, especially a nine-foot giant with um, armament from head to toe, fully armored and, you know, a great man of war. But how, how big of a rock does it take to bring down a giant? The first giant that David had to face with his brother. His older brother says, what are you doing here? Someone have that scripture? What does, he, what does, he say to, what does his brother say to David? You have it? He says, what are you doing here? You're a ruddy kid. I know your heart. What's it? What, what, read that to me. Why did you come here, David? Next. And who did you leave those sheep with, those few sheep in the wilderness? Who did you leave them with? And? Uh, I know how proud you are. All you did was come here to see the battle. <laughs> did, you know, did you ever, and the first giant we have to overcome in our life is the giant of the person who is over us emotionally. Emotionally. Who is it that we look to that gives us or robs us of our emotional strength? Somebody who you hold very dear or in esteem, they, they, if they criticize you, it hurts to, it just never stops hurting. Well, David's older brother says to him, I know what you're like, David. Now, we don't know all the ins and outs, but we know that Samuel the prophet had gone to their house to anoint somebody king. And Samuel wanted to anoint the first, the first son king of Israel because he was big, he looked like a king, and he just thought he should be king. He was king material. And Samuel went to the house to anoint, and he goes to anoint the, the big brother Elab here, and he goes to anoint him king, and God says, nope, he's not the one. And so they went down all the sons, and there wasn't anyone there except there was one more out in the field, and his name was David, and they said, go get him. And Samuel the prophet anointed the little runt king of Israel, and his brother was left out. I don't think there was good vibes between the two of them. So when David ends up at the battle, he really just, Elab just jumps on him emotionally. I know what kind of a person you are. I know that I know your heart. And I know that you're just here 
to look at the battle and you just said you were bringing food. <laughs> That's the giant of emotion. Is there someone that is that type of a giant in your life? <laughs> Who robs you of your emotions? See, so the first one is giants. In order to, and what did David do? He listened to what his brother had to say, and then he said, what's next? <laughs> what have I done now? <laughs> did you ever say that to somebody? What have I done now? It's like, you know, I can't do anything right for you. <laughs> what have I done now? So, and then David immediately goes on and starts talking. So, so, whenever you're facing your giants, you've got to recognize that you've got to have an attitude that is greater than the accusation. You've got to have an attitude. And what is the attitude that God has given us? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, first giant, emotions. Those who are over you emotionally. Now, David goes on in the story, and he talks about this Philistine shouldn't be doing this. We can take him. We can take him. Well, you know, they've been 40 days and no one stepped forward to fight Goliath. And so where did this spreads very quickly and gets to the king? King says, okay, who's, who is this? Bring that guy to me that says he can, we can take him. And so he's just looking for somebody to be able to take down Goliath. And he hauls David in and he goes, oh, you're nothing but a ruddy kid. And David says, and this is where David relies upon his experience. How many have experience? What are you doing the rest of you? Just show up today or what? Did you just get off the boat? <laughs> yeah? You, well, you had the experience on the boat. Uh, let me tell you, you, we all have experiences. How many have experiences? All right, so we all have experiences. David shows up and he says, I've taken down the lion and the bear. Now, I have pictures of me petting lions. I told you this. I have to bring them in. You don't believe me. <laughs> I have pictures of me petting lions. As I said, I'll show them to you. So anyhow, David, and when does David kill this? If you read this story, when does David take on the lion and the bear? When it has the lamb in its mouth. Any of you ever try to take dog, a food from a dog? <laughs> dog from a food? <laughs> and what happens? <laughs> You can get bit. Why? Because they don't mess with their food. Well, now you got a lion and a bear, and David takes them on, and he kills them. And so those experiences have given him the confidence that he can take on, the, he can take on Goliath. So our experiences set us up for what is going to happen. So the second giant that we have to face is the giant of those who are over, over us positionally. The king is the king of Israel. And what does the king try to do? No. He dresses him in his armor. He tries to dress David in his armor. People trying to make you something you're not. 
And who is best effective of making you someone you're not? Those who are over you positionally. Because, like, you've got to listen to them. Why? Because they're in authority over me. Now, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, when people who are over us in authority are trying to make us something that we know we're not, that's a giant. So it takes faith, you know, it takes um, confidence. Let me see here. This is those who are over us positionally, and they question our ability. You can't do that the way you are. <laughs> you can't do that the way you are. You've got to be somebody different in order to take on this task. So you've got to dress in the armor that I'm going to give you. This is where the stone this time is, is activity. Or faith. Well, we have faith. Well, first is an attitude. We have to have the right attitude. Then we have to have the right action. <laughs> and the action is not to be able, not to dress in somebody else's armor. We've got to take action not to do certain things. In this case, David has to tell the king, I can't go to war like this. And the king, really supportive, says, we're behind you, son. <laughs> you, can go, you, can go face, you can go face Goliath, we're behind you, <laughs> all the way. And so David gets permission to go face Goliath. And the third giant is the giant Goliath. And, 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 and Goliath is better than David at war. He is a man of war. Goliath is a man of war. He has killed many other soldiers. David has killed a lion and a bear. And he's a ruddy kid. But the third element is faith. The idea that we have enough faith, that we have to overcome sometimes the people who are above us emotionally by actions and by doing something. We have to overcome those who are over us positionally by, um, you know, doing, um, you know, being in the right frame of mind and the right attitude. And then we have to have the right faith. And the right faith is that I can do this, that I am more than a conqueror through Christ who gives me strength. I am more than a conqueror. I can do this. And so when David goes into battle, he goes into battle with Goliath, a man of war, and I always wonder, when did he know? When did David know that he was going, where he was going to put the stone when he took down Goliath? We know that David came down into the valley, and we know that Goliath was there to meet him, and we know that Goliath said, I'm going to feed you to the birds, you little ruddy kid. I'm going to teach all of you a lesson. And he cursed Israel, and he cursed the God of Israel. He cursed David, 
and he was, he was, he was downright nasty <laughs> and mad. And David says, you come at me with the sword and the spear and the shield, and you come at me with all those things. I come at you in the name of God. faith that God was going to help him. And so what does David do? Picks up five stones. <laughs> and we know Goliath had four brothers. <laughs> but he picks up five stones, puts them in the bag, has one, puts it in a sling. And what does he do? He runs at Goliath. He runs at Goliath. He doesn't wait for Goliath and, whoa, what am I going to do now? He takes off running towards Goliath. What happens when you're running and swinging? You're adding velocity. <laughs> and David was running and swinging his, sl his sling, and he let it go, and it caught Goliath right in the only weakness in his armor. Probably right between, right here, right between the eyes, because some of those helmets were low to protect the head. Probably hit him, hit him right between the eyes, sunk into his forehead, and Goliath went to the ground, dead. <laughs> what does it take? to bring down our giants, our emotional giants. When people who are we hold in, in, in esteem over us, and they influence us, and we allow them to influence us negatively, we need to take that giant down, not the person. We need to take it down in our hearts to know that what they are saying is not true of who I am. So I have to act. I have to move out of their presence, just as David moved out of the presence of his brother. If he had stayed with his brother, he would have never fought Goliath. He went to the king. The king tried to put him in armor that wasn't him. If David had allowed himself to be dressed in the armor of the king, which would have represented to all of Israel and all of the Philistines, look, the representative of the king is coming. <laughs> wow, we better, we better, we, we, you know, let's take him out. David said, can't do it. When someone tries, the giant of somebody trying to make you something that you're not, you're not good enough the way you are. You've got to change. You've got to be different. You've got to look like this. You've got to act like this. You've got to be associated with this group of people. You've got peer pressure. <laughs> You've got these things you have to handle. What do you do with that giant? You must have faith to act upon what you know is right in your own heart. And David left the king's armor behind. He stepped out into battle. And then we've got to fight the people who are just out and out better than you. They are better than you at what you do. 
and what you're trying to do. There's always somebody better than us. There's always a better preacher. <laughs> There's always a better this. There's always a better that. There's always somebody better. But what are we going to do with it? We have to act upon what we know is right in our own heart and be the person that God has called us to be. And in that faith in what God has called us to be, we will what? We will challenge the we will challenge the enemy of our soul. We will challenge the thing that will try and destroy us and by faith in God we'll bring it down. And sometimes we don't know how we're going to do it until we're just about to do it. <laughs> Did David know when he was facing his brothers, then talking to his brothers, that he was going to put a stone in the forehead of the giant? No. When he was standing there with the king, did he know that he was going to put a stone in the forehead of the giant? No. He just knew he had to do it. He had to face him. And when he's facing the giant, he, and that's when I think he knew, when he saw his enemy face to face, and his enemy cursed him, he knew exactly what he needed to do. And it was at that moment he charged the enemy. These are the things in our lives. It's not about who we are and that we are better than somebody else. There's always somebody who will try and tear us down emotionally. There's always someone who will try to make us something that we're not physically. Dress us up and put us someplace that's really not us. And there's always someone going to be better than us at what we're trying to do. But that doesn't mean we have to tear them down. We have to take on our enemy. And what do we do? We take on the enemy with who we are and what we have and the experiences that we already have in our own lives. That is taking on the giants. <laughs> and you know, the, the, if you read the story, you find out how David, he cut off, the, he cut off Goliath's head and fed him to the birds and all that kind of stuff. What he did was exactly what the enemy said he was going to do to David. And the enemy, what he cursed God with, came back and it was what he received. Sometimes the Bible says, bless and curse not. Because we don't want those things in our lives, those curses, <laughs> only blessings. Because we are more than a conqueror through Christ. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God will direct us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Amen? That's my story. <laughs> on facing the giants. Amen? Now you got a stone? <laughs> you know, I had a friend. I know it's time to go. I, I, I did have a friend once. <laughs> huh? No, I had a friend. He took, he, I, he took this stone, one of the, you know, stone like this, carried it in his pocket. 
And every time he would get nervous and every time he would get frustrated or frightened, he'd reach in his pocket and rub his fingers on the stone and remember the promises and the things that we had spoken about. He said it changed his life. How big of a stone does it take to bring down the giant? What's that? Take your ammunition with you. <laughs> Shall we stand?